podcast called Live in the Stream comes to you each week. Streaming recommendations during NFL season, it's not just tongue and cheek. Quarterback, defense, tight end, recommendations based on opposition matchup. Here are your podcast hosts, JJ Zacharyson and Danny Carter, Live in the Stream. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Living in the Stream. <laughs> I'm JJ Zacharyson, the late-round quarterback, and as always, I am joined by my lovely, lovely co-host, Denny Carter. Denny, what's going on, buddy? I, I, I thought we were going to go, I thought you were going to go with, and by the way, no, he didn't tell me, you guys, he didn't tell me that he was going to do that. I thought we were going to do like the that NPR segment from SNL. Yeah, that's, that, that's kind of the vibe that I was going for. Yeah. Though. We're like, hello, welcome to Living the Stream. We're going to talk streamers and defensive matchups. Yeah, that's, that's kind of what I was going for there. But how are you doing, Denny? Uh, I'm I'm doing okay. I uh, Real quick, I tied in the Living the Stream Listeners League. I tied. Oh, I didn't see that. I, lo- and, and I we, lost to Tom Whalen, so I just stopped looking at the league. Right, and, and I, I was on mega tilt because I had two guys going last night. And I still couldn't uh, pull out the win. And we do fractional scoring, everybody. Yeah, it's not like we're like we're like from two thousand one, right? And, and from two, so uh, two hundred twenty seven point four points was the exact total that both of us scored. And I bench Alfred Blue, which I will never forgive myself for. So anyway, I'm just how are you? I'm, I'm I'm okay. I'm going in that league. I'm basically because that, as you know, hopefully the listeners under the, that are in the league understand it's it's. The top winners in each division make the playoffs, and then the next the 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 next teams or sorry, top two teams from each division, and then it's the best record that's not in, and then it's the most points that's not in. So that the points right. so the points uh, leader who's not in the playoffs isn't totally screwed by schedule, which screwed Tom Everett Scott a couple of years ago. I remember he was in sixth or something, or maybe even like fourth or fifth from a record standpoint, but didn't get in. I think that he, uh, he stopped talking to me for six months, but, uh, that, that's, 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 that's the way, that's the way that the, the playoff, uh, format works. So I'm just trying to score points at this point. So, uh, um, so I'm two and three. You're two and three. Yeah. Okay. Are you three and two? I am four and one. Oh, get this garbage. Oh no, wait, are you three, one and one? I'm not. They gave me the win. Oh, was it because of your, because of your bench? I was home field advantage. Home field. Oh my gosh! That's right. <laughs> that was that must have just been the default. Oh my gosh! I I wish that I could go back and change that. Yeah, no, it it made me feel absolutely terrible. <laughs> yeah, honestly. you should feel awful for that. Yeah, I felt. Uh, yeah, I I'm so sorry uh, to uh, to my to the guy I was playing, Toby, I believe I was yeah. playing. Uh, but anyway, uh, we we need we need to talk. We need to address something okay. uh, from from last night's from the Monday night game. We need to address the fact that there was a a, a blubbering man on our TV screen as Drew Brees uh, broke the record, broke the yardage uh, record, uh, who looked a little bit like Ryan Fitzpatrick. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but then I logged on this morning as I as I usually do. And that man, whose name is Anthony Marlowe II, was on my Facebook timeline. And I'm going, wait, what? Like, is this like a viral? I'm like, oh, it's a viral thing. Sure. It must have like 10 million views. And it didn't. It had like 300 views. And it was because I know Anthony Marlowe's cousin who posted this and said, like, Anthony, get it together, man. And and Anthony posted. But An- a, a Anthony lo- was the guy. You should you should talk about who Anthony is and what he did. I'm, I'm so sorry. You're right, Anthony. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Anthony Marlowe was the man. Was the bearded man who was crying his eyes out. I mean, really. Oh, sobbing. Yeah. When Drew Brees broke the all-time passing yardage record last night, right. and by the way, which ESPN treated as. <laughs> Some uh, monumental event. I mean, it, they treated it as a moon a moon landing type of <laughs> they event. They did. They absolutely did. If you if you did not care about Drew Brees' passing record, which you know I somewhat cared. I know Denny was probably the most apathetic person in the world when it comes to that. But if you didn't care, ESPN made sure that you did care. Oh, I mean the the uh, the announcer, the whoever the other guy is next to Witten, was so. 
uh, dramatic about it. And and as by the way, as a bitter Marino truther, I just couldn't deal with it. It was it was really fascinating. Like I was I was watching it with my wife, and she was making great comments, and and it was it was really fun to just like see from like I mean she she likes football and she watch football, but from an out more of an outsider's perspective, like what was going on, and it was just like I the, the thing that got us most was just like when he went and talked to his kids, and it was like. Like all, mm-hmm. all, all he said was like, pretty like they mic'd him up and he was like, I love you guys so much. Pretty cool. eh?" And they were just like, what a special moment. What an unbelievable moment that he just had with his children. It's like, what, what dad is not saying I love you to his children or, or like, like what, uh, it, what this isn't any, sounded, anything out of control. It, it sounded like, like a, like a terrible made for TV movie line. It did. The, the thing. I mean, he sounds like a freaking robot. You can do anything you want to yeah. if you put your mind to right. it. I love you very much. Oh come on! And and uh, uh, can we talk about how his daughter was ducking him the whole time? Yeah, like, yeah. Didn't want to touch. I him. mean, like we uh, we needed what we needed Jay Cutler to be good so that he could he could be holding this record and he could get this. But what's gonna happen, Denny, in like ten years when when literally anyone is breaking this record? When Matthew Stafford, when, when, it, when it's Stafford, when it, I mean Matt Ryan could, when it's uh, Pat, Pat Mahomes is there was a great Photoshop by the way of uh, you know Peyton Manning's video that he did of him like chopping tomatoes yeah. and stuff and then but there was a great picture a uh, Photoshop of Drew Brees uh, photoshopped bald head so he still had the, the side the side hair going but the bald head because uh, it was in the future and he was holding uh-huh. a photo instead of, of instead of Manning and Breeze, you know, the photo uh-huh. that Manning held up. And it was a picture of Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, the Mahomes haters are on the death tail. Yeah, it was that. so good. So good. Uh, so, they, so anyway, getting back to this guy, Anthony Marlowe, I have to say the, the video, there was nothing earth shattering in the video. He, he was talking about he wants to go out in New Orleans after the game and and party. But he was definitely 100% sincere about that emotion. I thought, when I first saw it on TV, I thought, this sad drunk dude like <laughs> right. like i feel like this is this is not cool the the camera the camera is almost teasing this guy at this point but the way he talked about it he he felt that emotion whatever it is about uh record-breaking performance from drew Brees. It, it it touched his soul yeah drew Brees means a lot to the city of new orleans like like I a guess. lot okay but it's still crazy to me you know, it's one thing to have that kind of emotion when your city's rallying and a team wins a championship or something like that. It's another when it's an individual accolade that is is completely meaningless. I, I, it it feels a little meaningless to me. I don't know. I, like it's it's not it's not. Look, Drew Brees is a Hall of Famer. He's there, there's a great article out there today about how Drew Brees might be better than Peyton Manning. I mean, like like Drew Brees is an unbelievable quarterback, and I'm glad that that he's breaking records and doing because he's he, you know he's deserve given his talent and what he's done he's deserving of breaking records and stuff but like sure i, I don't know i i've gotten very detached from like individual from, from loving individual players like that i would say 20 year old jj you know yeah i, I right. you know what i i would be i would probably be borderline sobbing as well you know yeah i i remember i was like 12 when marino broke that record and 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 I, and I was I I felt the emotion he threw it to Keith Byers I, I'll never forget and uh and he broke that record and I thought this will never be broken no one will break my man's record ever and then and then they just started just, protecting quarterbacks like crazy and now 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 Dan Marino's numbers are are like legit they're legitimate yeah. replacement level yeah yeah don't shut up uh but the <laughs> Uh, one, one thing about yardage that 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 leaves me uh, wanting is that the yardage in the NFL, especially over the past 10 or 15 years, can be so empty, right? I mean, just just empty, just checkdowns for 10 yards, and like who cares? And so when someone breaks, when he breaks this record, you're like, okay, like yardage. Yeah, right. They we, need to have like some sort of award for adjusted net yards per attempt or something like that. It, that's sexy. Right, yeah, that's, right. That's that would a, be that would be fantastic. Like, and also, what was with the referee with the printed out sheet of paper, oh. handing him a certificate? Like, what, what, what is going? Why, why does it? What would the referee have that in his pants? Like, where did that come from? I, I saw your tweet. By the way, that was funny. Thank you. But was, uh, where, yeah. where, where did that come from? Who created it? Why does he have it? And why do we need it in the middle of a? What is Drew Brees going to do with a certificate in the middle of a Monday night football while he's starting? 
he's going to give it to his sons who can do anything they want to do if they work hard <laughs> enough. Uh, on that note, Denny, let's move on to what happened in week five. I'll be honest with you. I, t- yes. I tilted a lot in week five. Uh, Blake Bortles got off to an, to a horrific start. Yes, He actually yes. had a horrific game. But in typical Blake Bortles fashion, it didn't, yeah. it didn't matter. Great. It was a great Bortles performance. Great Bortles. He scored 20.6 points. Uh, I, I mean, look, it could have been horrific. It also could have been awesome had he not thrown as many picks as he, as he threw and fumbled. But uh, Bortles was a QB1, so that was good. The most tilting performance, though, to me, of the three, because we had Joe Flacco, too, who was kind of a, uh, you know, not, not we, we like the two other guys more than Flacco. Flacco had 11.2 points, which was a bad performance for him, too. I mean, he had, but again, he had issues, like Michael Crabtree dropped a touchdown. Like, there were issues with, with Joe Flacco. Like, I, I don't think the, the process was, wasn't great there because it was a low-scoring game, but he had opportunity. The, the one player who annoyed me more than anyone else, and now I just don't like him even more, mm-hmm. is Derek Carr. Oh. Derek Carr scores 13.2 points. He had a six-point swing on one play. They were on like the goal line, yeah. and he drops back to pass, and he throws a pick. It, it, running backwards, by the way, yeah. running backwards, and just it just tosses it up for for no one in particular. No one. He just he just said. Although no one had a more horrific interception this week than Ben Roethlisberger. Did you? Yeah. Did that that one where he he just he, that was the biggest degaff fall that I've ever seen. He no, he didn't care. He clearly he just didn't did care. Not care at all. But 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 the thing about Carr is that if you had just watched like highlights of that game, you'd been like, oh, okay, so he scored like twenty points. Yeah. But. He didn't. He scored 13 because he messed. He just he just totally crapped his pants at the goal the line. The only uh, it's it's kind of crazy though too that the only thing that really saved him was that they caught the Chargers uh, off guard at the end of the game and yeah. he threw that quick touchdown to Jordy Nelson, which I think there was an illegal motion by the Raiders. I, I could be completely wrong there. I I, I didn't I didn't like because I watched a lot of that game so I didn't rewatch it. But like the 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 car tilt was real. That's a six point swing, guys. David yeah. Derek Carr. Could have easily been a low-end QB1, high-end QB2 this past week. Very, very easily. And it just didn't happen because of that one play. I mean, thankfully, there were no nuclear quarterback performances outside of Breeze. But, uh, you know, I think what Rodgers had 27 points. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't like a crazy week for quarterback. So hopefully you played Bortles and you were fine. Um, Overall, uh, it did did ding us a little bit with our our overall average. But we're still probably a a low-end QB1. So hopefully we get better as the season goes on, which is usually the case uh, just because we get more information. At defense, I actually don't think that I have them listed here. Well, that's not good. Yeah, we had Tennessee's defense. I remember that. And then in New York, we had Tennessee and New York. They were both just fine. Uh, Tennessee wasn't as strong. Someone, someone asked about uh, Cincinnati, uh, and and the reason that we don't we didn't play them was because they were too high owned. If you guys have questions about defenses um, that that you know that are on your waiver wire and you don't know, you know, why didn't we mention? Them, just ask us. I mean, since Cincinnati yeah, well, was a great player, I still probably would have ranked Tennessee higher than Cincinnati, but Cincinnati was still a very very good player. Yeah, I, I recommended Cincinnati to a few people on Twitter. Also, if you would like access uh, to us, you can go to patreon.com slash living the stream and ask questions there. Yeah. Uh, and then at tight end, uh, we tweeted a couple of extra tight ends after the show. And one of them was Austin Hooper, who ended up with 16.7 points. Denny hates Austin Hooper with a, with uh, a passion. I, 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 w- I was like, I was like furious that, that uh, JJ went with him, but the process, the process, the process. Yeah, he had like 10 first-half targets. Uh, he scored 16.7 points. He was a tight end three. We also had Jeff Swaim, who we tweeted out. He had 8.5 points. Um, Nick Vanette had 7.3. CJ, CJ Ozama had 6.3. Uh, ASJ got hurt. That that kind of sucked. That did suck. So he, he, had a, he had a big old goose egg. The biggest disappointment, though, at tight end. I mean, the other guys are totally fine, just because it's it's really that bad of a position. Um, the biggest disappointment was easily Vance McDonald. Yeah. He had 1.6 fantasy points. He ended up uh, seeing similar routes again to Jesse James. I'm, I'm kind of thinking part of it had to do with game script. Um, but at the same time, uh, you, you don't like to see that moving forward. I thought that Vance had a legitimate shot to be a, a low-end tight end one from here on out. So we'll, we'll just kind of see how that plays out. 
Yeah, fantasy wise, that Falcons Steelers game mostly sucked. I was I was really really looking forward to it, and it was a huge letdown on my end. Especially the Falcons side. Yeah, that's what I mean. I had yeah. a lot of Falcons. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like the the split backfield, and then Austin Hooper getting a lot of love, and then no Julio Jones touchdown, and Matt Ryan didn't do anything. It was, it's the Steelers defense showed up. That's what happened. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Denny. Let's move on to Week Six. Let's start with defense. We have two of them. Why don't you give us your pick? It's it's tough out there, folks. It's not it's not pretty. Uh, it's not pretty. Uh, pretty much across the board. I, I two weeks ago, I think we had like like a, an embarrassment of riches as far as streaming options. Uh, this is the 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 yang to that ying, or ying to that yang. Uh, so the Seahawks are available in eighty percent of leagues. They're playing in London. Uh, against uh, against the Raiders. So um, probably not available in your league, but for the rest of you, uh, the the Seahawks defense, despite kind of you know being bulldozed by the Rams last week, they had seven, 14, and eight fantasy points in the three games before that. so that they have they have been useful. Uh, they're a three point favorite, like I said, in London against Oakland. Uh, Oakland Oakland is allowing, 8.6 schedule adjusted fantasy points to opposing defenses, which is uh, in the in the top half of the league. And uh, Derek Carr has interceptions, uh, has eight interceptions this year, and averages 1.2 interceptions in Raiders losses over the past three seasons. Uh, the, and, and that's compared, by the way. So it's 1.2 picks in a, in losses compared to 0.3 interceptions in wins. So it really spikes uh so if if you think the seahawks will win this game and that the 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 raiders will face bad game script i think they you could you could do a lot worse yeah that, that's the, the you could do a lot worse pick um by the way green bay is is not the reason we're not naming green bay is because they're owned in a lot of for, for whatever reason everyone always rosters the packers that defense well, i don't it doesn't yeah, it doesn't matter how good they are they're rostered in 60 percent of leagues yeah i i, I they're they're owned uh, more widely than I'm owned online. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the other defense uh, to stream this week, I don't mind Dallas. Uh, they're facing the Jags. They're facing Bortles. Um, over the last three weeks, each defense that, that's faced the Jags has finished as top 10 fantasy options, and that includes Kansas City, who we know is not very strong. Um, and overall, you know, Dallas has a decent enough pass rush, but I think overall, um, just given that matchup, we know Bortles can turn the ball over a good bit. There's a low over under in this game as well. So that shouldn't really ruin your week. If you are playing Dallas, uh, playing that defense, you know, I think they should have some sort of floor. Um, so I, I think that they're fine. Uh, I don't, I don't think there are any slam dunk defensive streamers this week. Um, so hopefully, you know, I, I, I think a defense, even like Tennessee, who is on a lot of rosters right now because of last week is still okay against like Baltimore. And then if you have Baltimore, against Tennessee, they're obviously fine. I mean, there's a there's a lot of just like just defenses that are in that middle range, you know, that that fifty to seventy percent own range uh, that you might roster uh, that I would play over Dallas and Seattle. But Dallas and Seattle, I think, are are standard streaming options that that you could do worse. <laughs> this is a this is a you could do worse week. Yes. All right, Denny, quarterbacks. Let's hear it. Baker Mayfield, we're back to Goatfield. Uh, he managed a pretty good game last week against the Ravens, 18 points, I believe, um, against a, a pretty tough Ravens defense. So he's at home. The Browns are at home against the Chargers. I know we just we just streamed against the Chargers, and it didn't exactly work out. But uh, like we said, Derek Carr's game should have been a lot better than it was. Uh, so Mayfield, first of all, is available in 63% of leagues. Uh, Cleveland is a one-and-a-half-point uh, home dog in this one so that's not exactly what we like but it's not like they're heavy underdogs uh la even after last week is still giving up the 10th most adjusted fantasy points to quarterbacks and uh only 10 teams give up a higher completion percentage than the chargers uh, <clears throat> the um i i looked on the the rotoviz glsp app to see if ba if baker mayfield had some sort of floor this week and he actually is uh, well into the top half as far as median uh median projection goes for week six so that does indicate that he, that he that he probably has a decent floor here um he also i think has a little bit of a little bit of konami appeal he's rushed nine times 
uh, in two and a half games of, of action. I mean, that's not, you know, we're not talking about tie rod type numbers, but um, uh, I, I, you know, you can't, and you can't bank obviously on quarterback rushing. Uh, but uh, it's, it's, it's not the, the worst thing to have is, uh, you know, the potential for him taking off two or three times in this game. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I think that it's it's a little bit scary because we know that the Chargers have talent on that defense, especially in the secondary, um, and they, they did play better against Oakland. But, I, you know, just it's not the best week in the world for streaming quarterbacks. Um, and Baker, I do want to add, he was the, the cover guy for my 15 transactions column this week. And the reason for that is because he gets the Chargers this week, not the best matchup in the world. It's fine, right? He, he should be, you know, hopefully he gives you like QB2 numbers and you're good. But... After this week, the Browns get the Bucks, Steelers, Chiefs, and Falcons. Dang. So Baker, Denny has hiccups right now. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna we're gonna be we're gonna be doing the rest of this show with hiccups. But 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 or or you were just really excited about that schedule and, it, and this noise. Came I, I out was. I, I got so excited. I hiccup. My daughter, by the way, says hiccups. She goes, "I got hiccups," and I. <laughs> I don't ever want to correct her. My mom tried yeah, to correct her the other day, and I was like, no, no. She says Mickups. Yeah. That's the cutest damn thing right. I've ever heard a baby say. She says Mickups. Yeah, let, let that let that be. Uh, but the schedule is great for Baker. So if, you, if, you know, if you're between Baker and some other guy that doesn't have a great rest of season schedule or, or next four-week schedule, I might just lean Baker. Um, you know, the other guy that Denny's going to talk about, definitely go with Baker. I think Baker's probably a better play, but um, – sure. but, you know, if, if it's a toss up, go with Baker because of the rest of the, of the schedule coming up for the next month. Uh, but I, I think that the clear QB QB streamer this week is Jameis Winston. Um, mm-hmm. Fortunately, you know, he had a buy last week, so he wasn't picked up in many leagues. So he's still out there on a lot of waiver wires. Um, the Falcons right now have allowed the 10th highest success rate, which is number fires metric. I'm not going to go over it again because I talk about it on every freaking show. Um, but they've allowed the 10th highest success rate to opposing wide receivers this year. Now, that's important because Tampa Bay has a lot of good wide receivers that can exploit that. Um, they've also faced the ninth highest pass-to-rush ratio uh, this season. On a per-play basis, only four teams are allowing more expected points through the air than Atlanta is. Um, and the only quarterback that hasn't finished as a top-10 one against Atlanta was Nick Foles in Week 1. And mm-hmm. we know that Atlanta's seen a ton of defensive injuries since that point. Um, so I, I think that... Jameis is a slam dunk play in a high over under game. Um, I, I think he's a QB one. Uh, so if he's on your waiver wire, you should be adding him. Denny just yes, Denny, Denny Denny hates Jameis, so we're gonna move on. Yeah, definitely. But but uh, I, I do get to talk about our worst option, which which I, I appreciate. Of course, Case Keenum. Of course, who I talked up in the preseason, and I I feel worse about it every minute of the day, but. Uh, Keenum has been bad. There's no way around that. Uh, his completion rate has dropped by almost five percentage points from last season. Of course, last season was obviously an outlier. I think the I don't think the Broncos knew that, but it was a huge outlier as far as his uh, numbers go. Um, uh, he still has more interceptions than than touchdowns, but and I have this in my notes in all caps, but. The Rams have allowed eight touchdown passes over the past three games as they have uh, struggled with secondary injuries. And this game, you know, from a Vegas perspective, is not hateful. It has the third highest Vegas total for week, week six. So, again, let's say it all together. You could, could do, do worse. worse. Is, that how, is that what we say? Yeah, something like that. You could do worse. Yeah, yeah that sounds right. You could do worse. It's I also, feel like we, like that's also going to be our, if we had a game show, that would be the the name of it. Right. You would just point to the crowd and be like, "You could do worse." Yeah. Right. Ah. Right. Right. Um. All right. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna just say this name and I'm gonna move oh, on. Okay. Dear God. I'm just gonna say the name. You guys are all gonna listen and your ears are gonna bleed. But the name is Josh Allen. Okay. We're done. We're we're on to Cincinnati. We're on to Cincinnati. Right, let's go. Seriously though, so Houston has the number one funnel defense in the league right now. Maybe Philadelphia is, is better, but uh, and and maybe Eli is an option because of that. But um, I I do think that Josh Allen's interesting, not because I think he's actually going to happen, um, but because if he does, I said his name on this podcast, and you guys can <laughs> at me when, when that yeah. happens. So jo- don't don't play Josh Allen, but if it works out, remember I called it. 
but but definitely use him in your three QB league. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'd say that. He has the lowest success rate in football right now. But Houston, Houston has the worst schedule-adjusted secondary, according to Number Fire's metrics. If you look at who they've played, they've played no one. Uh, Josh Allen is is no one. I I get it, uh, but I, I I think that it's an interesting matchup because they're not they're not gonna be able to run the ball on them, and and he does have the Konami ability. He or or just the willingness. I you know I don't yeah, know. That if, dude, if that, yeah, that dude. that's true. That's true. He, you know, he's the one guy I mean, where like you're building a model and you just put heart in there, and he he's one hundred there. Yeah, he's running uh, like a maniac, uh, tr- zigging and zagging. He think he th- I think that Josh Allen thinks he he's he can like juke people out. I know he got I know he got past somebody on on that touchdown last week, but he 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 runs like a damn dad, and he's gonna he's gonna get pulverized one of these days. Yeah, just just wait until they lose Lashawn McCoy to the Eagles too. Uh, is that happening? I hope. Look, it might happen when the, by the time some of you guys are listening to this. But I am going to be the saltiest person on this earth if that happens. All offseason, don't draft LaShawn McCoy. Don't draft LaShawn McCoy. His offensive situation is horrific. Their offensive line sucks. Josh Allen isn't very good. They have no wide receivers. Don't draft LaShawn McCoy even if he's going to see a lot of volume. Now, his offensive situation might change. All of that doesn't matter. Yeah, but I mean, you know, all bets are off at that point. Also, if he goes to Philadelphia, you know, he's only going to see like eight touches a game. He's going to, you know, I, they, I'm just, I'm so ready for the people who had horrific process to be rewarded. Uh, well, no, no, we, no, we will slap that down. That will, we will, we will not allow that. That cannot happen. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm going to be so mad when that happens. So mad. Anyway, Denny, let's move to tight end. I'm going to start things off. <laughs> You're mad. <laughs> uh, Cameron Brait is a is a great play this week. Obviously, you have Jameis Winston in a high over under game. What his, his primary tight end now is Cameron Brait because OJ Howard has an MCL injury. Um, and, and really, if you look at you know we talked about this, or maybe I I, I might have been in the late round podcast, but Cameron Brait. <laughs> sorry, my other podcast. Uh, Cameron, You're good one. Ca- You're good one. <laughs> Cameron Brait and OJ Howard were kind of digging into each other's work. Um, uh-huh. in that they were running routes that ranked before last week around 30th at the tight end position. They were at like 78 and 77, according to PFF. Um, and, and now that, that OJ Howard's gone, I would expect Cameron Brait to run routes at a rate that's, you know, top 15 at the tight end position. And when you combine that with a defense that's allowed three tight end one performances in five games this year in a game with a high over under Cameron Brait to me is a fantastic play. Uh, and he's still out there on a lot of waiver wires. I mean, he's he's going to be an every week starter, isn't he? Yeah, until OJ Howard's back. I mean, oh, yeah, the, the, right. the injury the injury to Howard is not like you know it, it's a it's a two to four week injury, um, and they had a bye last week, so this could be the only Cameron break game realistically. Um, oh, I, I I would ex- you know I I'm thinking that maybe we get one more out of him, um, but it's not like it's not like Howard, and they might ease him back in too, but. Um, yeah. that, that still kind of makes it risky to, to play a guy if you know that they were kind of working off one another to begin with. So this is the week for Cameron Bray. I Yeah, sorry. I thought that Howard was out for at least a few more weeks. Um, all right. So I get the pleasure and the uh, the honor of talking about living the stream, living legend, Niles Paul. Hashtag get Niles Paul on living the stream. That, that was a thing. That was a, for, that was for a the... thing for like forever. Yeah, the, for those of you who who are new to the show, uh, I, I'm sorry for the 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 truthers, the the, the long time listeners, but uh, Niles Paul was someone we hyped all summer. Well, I think it was 2012 or 13, right? It's something like that. Anyway, like that. we we hyped him when he was with with Washington, and then he suffered a catastrophic leg injury in the final week of the preseason. And that was and that was that, as they say. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so a whole off season of hype was for for not. And uh, we haven't heard of him since. Anyway, he's he's back. He's now the starting the presumed starting tight end for Jacksonville uh, with ASJ gone. And think, by the way, my hot take on ASJ: it is void. It's void. Yeah, it's void. Okay. And the, the Case Keenum one is going to be void too. Whenever he's benched for Chad Kelly. God dang. <laughs> what, what what great hot takes I had this year. <laughs> um, uh, so anyway, uh, Niles Paul, uh, he, he ran the seventh most tight end routes in week five, which is something considering that he did not start the game. Okay, he ran 33 routes, which is a good number. 
Um, uh, he saw nine targets. Of course, the 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 Jags were in catch up mode, and you know, I I uh, so I understand that there is context there. Uh, but only so the but the matchup this week, I, I honestly did not know the matchup was this hashtag nice until I looked at the numbers. Uh, only the Bucks, Steelers, and Chiefs allow more schedule adjusted fantasy points to opposing tight ends than the Cowboys. Uh, and uh, uh, Dallas has allowed at least four tight end receptions in every single game this season. Only the Colts and Steelers have allowed more tight end receptions through five weeks. So, I, you know, I'm not saying that he requires like bad game script to to, to be uh, you know valuable, but uh, it, it it can't hurt. And uh, they are, I believe, they are underdogs here, are they not? No, they're three-point yeah, favorites, three point at favorites. At Dallas. At Dallas, yeah. Uh, the last tight end streamer is uh, a guy that we're going to go back to that we that we streamed this past week, and that's CJ Uzoma. He, uh, he, he did indeed run more routes than Tyler Croft did. Uh, he saw two targets to Tyler Croft's one. Um, he should see, uh, you know, the, the Bengals should see more passing this week against Pittsburgh, and it's going to be a higher scoring game, you would think, than, than what they saw against Miami. So that's good. And like you just no, like you just noted, Pittsburgh's been bad against the tight end position this year. They uh, tight end or Travis Kelsey was a tight end one against them. OJ Howard was a tight end seven, and Cameron Bray was a tight end nine. So they gave up two tight end uh, top ten tight end performances to the Bucks. Uh, Austin Hooper last week was a tight end three, and then even the Ravens tight ends caught ten balls against them uh, back <laughs> back in what week three or whatever. Um, yeah. So th- that that the the defense is one that uh, is definitely. Uh, streamable against uh, because they're bad against the tight end position. So I think CJ Uzoma, who, you know, this is why we look at routes run data, right? Because the week before we were talking about how Uzoma was the guy that you would want over Tyler Croft. And mm. that's, that, that's what's happening. They're using Uzoma as their primary pass catching tight end. Um, and that, that could be big for in a game that should see a lot of scoring against a really bad Steelers defense at defending the tight end position. So to recap, we have Uzoma, Niles Paul, uh, and Cameron Brait. At quarterback, we have uh, Baker Mayfield, Case Keenum, and uh, Jameis Winston, and Josh Allen, if you want to just play without any pants on. Uh, and, then, <laughs> and then on defense, we have Dallas and Seattle. Feeling pretty mad about this week. Let's do it, man. Yeah, yeah, it's a super mad week, but uh, we, we've hedged appropriately, I believe. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, because we talked about Josh Allen. <laughs> yes. that was that was that was where the hedging came from uh all right you could do worse. you could do worse <laughs> all right we're gonna hit hit these uh twitter questions we got some good ones this week this first one's from at fantasy q one two three four what is the most likely explanation for huge actions two finger celebration thinking there's two seconds left celebrating win number two attempting to go for two after the field goal or signaling that for a limited time you can get two gyros at Arby's for just six dollars <laughs> by the way haven't we had the gyro euro discussion on here yeah I, right in in front of white people I say gyro but in front of Greek people I say you know yeah right exactly so I said gyro because I'm American but I, I I I honestly I go back and forth like in it's one of those words where like uh, in in one conversation I might say euro and then in the other one I might say gyro I also can't mm-hmm. I can't roll my tongue by the way that's, that's I, a fun I, fact for everyone I'm I can I cannot really either. I've kind of forced myself to do that with certain words just to, just not to sound like an idiot in front of my Greek family. Yeah. Did you did you um, see that Hugh Jackson celebration though? I did. I I really do believe that he was saying go for two, go for two. I I mean like I think that he is that detached <laughs> from like what's going on that he that that like like he was just trying to emulate what coaches do in those situations which is like I'm not like I'm not celebrating. We're going for two. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Unbelievable. This next one's from at F football dragon. Sometimes my people come ask me questions while I'm listening to the pod at work. One of them saw it and asked if it was a fishing podcast. <laughs> is that more or less embarrassing than what, than what this really is? <laughs> oh my God. Wait, but there, but there definitely are fishing podcasts. There have to be fishing podcasts. I would listen. Look, if someone came up to you and said, what are you listening to? And they saw that it was called living the stream. You're telling them that it's a fishing podcast. I think that, I think that's the best way to end. If you just want to end the conversation, (laughs) you say, 
Yes, they're they're talking about new worms that I can use. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's definitely the the uh, the angle you go with there because you you don't want to be like, oh, this is niche fantasy football podcast yeah. where they give streaming recommendations. Well, what are streaming? And then you just go down this this really really annoying path. Right. Yeah. No. No. Just 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 say just say yep worms. Yeah. <laughs> this next question is from at draft DFS. How pissed is Denny that JJ has a blue Twitter check mark and he doesn't? I, I've been begging Jack, uh, the founder of Twitter, for a blue check mark because, like I said the other day, the haters are bursting through my laptop screen, and all I want to do is have a column where I, where I only have decent verified people. I'm just joking. I, but seriously. You you deserve one though with all the parody accounts. Uh, yeah, I tried. I tried twice back in like 2016. And it's it's like so much work and effort. And I, you know, I'm okay. I'm I'm one of the people. I'm I'm part of the people, and and I will not be separated from the people. But if I am, thank God. Right. This next question is from at Madden06 Mike Vick. Um, it says one, probably been answered before, but how how and did how and when he said he he fixed this tweet. How and when did LTS get started? And two, have the two of you ever met or are you just internet bros? Okay. All right. So what happened was the first, Denny and I got started writing in fantasy football and in this industry at the exact same time. I I remember Denny covering a conference (laughs) and me reading the stuff that Denny was saying and me being like, oh, this is kind of interesting. And then I got in contact with him and I was like, hey, I really want to start a podcast. Do you want to be my co-host? And you were just like, yeah, let's just, let's do this. Yeah, right. Yep, that was it. I was covering a, a conference in New Jersey. Uh, I got uh, some some very nice retweets from some some bigger accounts. And um, and people started to follow. That was when I was a very serious fantasy football account. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I remember I, I got to talk to, to Michael Vick at that conference. Oh, wow. And, and look, was... Madden 06 Mike Vick is asking this question. Wait, is this actually Mike Vick asking the question? Yeah. Does he remember? Mike, all right. <laughs> uh, no, and then, yeah, so we, and we've met. We've met three times, once in Vegas, w- once in D.C. Maybe just the twice. Uh, uh, yeah, okay. Oh, dang, twice. Jeez. Yeah. The the Vegas one was at an FSTA, uh, and so we just, we hung out at, mostly hung out at the sports book. Now, the, the one night we went out and we, like, went to different bars and stuff, but... Then the DC one was when the I was up there for the Penguins Capitals playoff game, and we and right. we met up at a bar outside the the arena afterwards and hung out and had a had a grand old time. Are, are you going to tell everyone that I totally crapped out in Vegas? No, because I I sort of did too. I I, I definitely did. I we went to like one bar on the on the way to the second bar. I was like, okay, I'm I'm done. But that was also the second night to be well. It was your third night, I think, because you got there it before was. I did. It was my third night, and I was exhausted. Yeah. So yes, Denny and I have met in IRL, uh, and we started the podcast. What? When did we start? This started in like 2012 or something. 2012. Yes. And we did like one episode at the end of the season, and then we started to get really into it, and then we started tracking the picks in like 2014 or 2015. So that's how things got started. And if you go listen to old pod, actually, I might have I might have taken them off the feed, um, mm. but still mm. respect the feed, Chief. <laughs> I got fooled by. That oh, I, I saw you got fooled by Nedspeed. That's one of the. That's one of the greatest Twitter accounts on Twitter. Yeah, I didn't know. I I had never heard of it, and and, and it was a, the Ned Nedspeed was comparing Mahomes to Tebow, and I was like, ha ha, look at this guy, dude. And every, everyone was like, you, you got owned, man. He, he's that that account has had some unbelievable tweets. Uh this next question is from at Ebrouse, uh, grinder hoagie or sub. What's a grinder? That's I guess it's it's another name for a, a sub. Oh 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 you're oh they're asking what do you call it? Yeah, I call it a sub. Yeah, it's a sub. A lot of people a lot of people in Yinzer Town though do call it hoagie. Oh right, that would make sense. Yeah, yeah. weird. Although I'm a, but... I'm a, are you a pop or soda? I'm a I'm soda. Oh get that get that out of here, man. I'm not I'm not from the Midwest. I'm a, I'm <laughs> pop I'm pop all day. I've I have I almost fall off my chair when I hear someone say pop because I I had never even heard it until I was probably like 20 years old and, and in college and I knew someone from Ohio who would be like pop 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 
And I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah, it's, it's pop. Soda. It's pop. It's pop. And I, I and don't don't you dare call it soda pop. And don't be don't be one of those people that we might have had this conversation before on the show that generically calls every soda or pop Coke. Coke. Yes. You are uh, you are the worst of humanity. Uh, yeah, no, that that is terrible. It reminds me of Chuck Grassley during those hearings the other day, just just mumbling about like somebody get her a Coke, somebody get her a Coke. When uh, Christine Blasey Foy was clearly asking for coffee, it was the morning. It was the morning, and Chuck Grassley's going get her a Coke, get her a Coke. <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, come on, old man, He's, she's not asking for it. It's ten o'clock in the morning. Oh man, this next question is from at. <laughs> what is his handle? At. <laughs> I can't right now. All right, ready? I have a daughter. Okay, it's at FF Penis. <laughs> I, can't, I can't even read this anymore. Oh, man, right, that's good. All right, this is from at FF Penis. <laughs> what do you do with people that think college football is just better football than the NFL? Calling, nine, calling 911 is not an option, by the way. I've tried. Again, this is from at FF Penis. Right. Okay. Hi, FF Penis. Uh, I would like to address this by saying that college football is literally unwatchable, and I hate it so much. I don't understand how anybody can possibly enjoy or even pretend to enjoy college football. That's my take on college. Do you football. like the NBA or college basketball more? NBA. Okay. Okay, because you like the better product. I. I mean, I, I like professional playing. I mean, college football is is just um you know coaches trying not to get their quarterbacks to throw an interception on every other right. pass right like that's so the thing i, I mean i agree with with the t- like like you want the better product the only thing that keeps me keeps me attached to college basketball is that the culmination of the ncaa tournament is so awesome yeah i'm i'm such a i'm such a lover of that tournament yeah, I, I used to be. Yeah, but so that that's that's the one thing is that like I I follow college basketball because of that, but college football I only care about the prospects and then I pr- start prospecting in January. I don't really care for college football. Plus, I mean, plus Pitt is terrible. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, that goes without saying. But the uh, you know, college football it's like when the quarterback completes like a twelve yard out route on on first and ten. It's like a huge deal. Yeah, like, and, yeah like, and the ball getting there, it takes 45 minutes yeah, to travel it, 10 it, yards. Like like the sideline erupts in cheers. The guys are like celebrating like they just won the title. The fans are going nuts. And it's like it's it's first and 10 at the 40. Like what, what was everyone? <laughs> this next question is from our buddy at ndutton13. Neil says, which decision was most baffling in 2018? The Cowboys not going for it on fourth and one on Sunday mm. or Fox putting Jeff Fisher in a commentary box for the Jags versus Jets game in week four. The answer is easily Jason Garrett. And you're on the 42-yard line, fourth mm. and one in overtime. The opponent's 42. And you punt the football. You Your entire offense is built around an offensive line that you've invested in, Ezekiel Elliott, who you spent a fourth overall pick on, and a rushing quarterback, and you punt the ball on fourth and one from the opponent's 42. Jason Garrett should be absolutely fired for that decision alone. Uh, agreed. Did you just call Dak Prescott Russian? <laughs> yeah, da- <laughs> Dak, the, the, ru- the, Russian, the Russian quarterback, yes. Right. Uh, no, it is. No, it is. It, uh, it is intentionally trying to lose. I mean, that that's that's what that decision Egregious. is. It's, 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 it's unbelievable. Yeah, it, it is. And, and it, so it's the one thing that your stupid team was constructed to do was to get a first down on fourth and a half a yard, and you decide to punt it. It's uh, I, Yeah, you're right. He should have been fired after that game for that reason only. And th- that's not even hyperbole. Like, no. like he absolutely should be fired for doing something like that in a, in a league where coaches get fired for breathing the wrong way. Uh, right. Jason Garrett should be fired for making the, the most egregious decision that you could possibly make in that situation. 
that team it, that team's such an embarrassment honestly it is it's it's incredible and and then people will hit my mentions whenever i have a take on you know why running backs don't matter as much as you think or why this or why that and they say well you're not in the nfl you're not a head coach in the nfl i'll give you thousands of examples of coaches and teams being suboptimal thousands and they're yeah. obvious like that one and and, and let, let's not so so just because someone is not professionally you know coaching a professional team doesn't mean that they can't have solid opinions on how the team should be run uh and 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 you know saying that you know well you should then you should try to become a coach then you're acting like the nfl is a meritocracy which clearly it is not <laughs> yeah, i mean true very true you know i mean you know people get jobs because they know somebody or they they have the same last name i mean it's amazing that six families have coached every <laughs> nfl team for 50 years you know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's incredible. And not, not only that, but like, there is a side of coaching that I will never be able to do. I'm not, I'm not nearly, I'm like, I'm not an X's and O's guy. I'm not someone who can sit down and motivate a bunch of grown men. Like the way, mm -hmm. the way that other coaches, like, I'm not, I can't, maybe I could motivate actually, <laughs> you know, now that I'm thinking about it, you know what? Give me a bunch of dudes in a circle and let me scream at them. Let's go. I I believe you could. I, I think that there is a little Sean McVay in you. And I'm not just talking about your beard. Yeah, right, right. I, I just, just think about in the, I'm in the middle of a circle of pregame. And, mm -hmm. and if I were Jason Garrett, I would say, and if we go to overtime and it's fourth and one, we're going for it, God damn it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Sorry to the kids. But uh, 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 yes, you could do that. I, on the other hand, would have some sort of nihilistic rant sure. and everyone would go home. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. They would, they would all Vontae Davis out of there. I would be like, does, yeah. Does it even matter? Does it, <laughs> does any of this matter? You are playing a game that is completely irrelevant. Right. <laughs> we'll all we'll all be dust one day. Imagine that. <laughs> Think about it. Uh, this next question is from at Nick Meld. JJ, do you read Twitter handles out of the corner of your eye because you care about efficiency so much and you find it inefficient to turn your head? If so, what other stupidly efficient stuff do you do? Do you watch live tennis matches by just rolling your eyes? Gotta love 280 character Twitter. All right, look, I'm reading out of the corner of my eye because I want the audio quality to stay put. I want to, I want to stay straight, even though I can, you know, this microphone's 360 degrees and I could probably move over like this. I'm, I'm yeah. trying to be efficient with my voice and the sound. And as a result, my monitor is to the side, and so I can't just turn my head completely. So I'm staring. I'm looking at the corner of my eye. I'll also, I, I recalled a story. There's something that happened to me when I was in elementary school. So I used to get like migraines like crazy growing up. Like it was, oh. just, yeah, they're just bad. So I was always at the nurse's office in elementary school. And I remember I was in the nurse's office one day, and there was this kid who walks in. He was my neighbor actually, but he was significantly younger. He was, you know, I was in like fifth grade, and he was in like first or, or kindergarten or something mm -hmm. and he's like i'm having trouble with my vision when i look at the chalkboard like this and he's just staring straight he's like i, I can see everything perfectly but when i look like this and he, he literally goes he turns he turns at a, at a 90 degree angle and he's staring at the side of his eye he's like i can't really see the words very well well is it, that's a mystery <laughs> he's, like, he's like i think i need glasses or something because remember you remember back in the day whenever like like it was cool. Like you wanted braces, like when you're really little or like you wanted like glasses or something like different and cool because like you yes. just wanted an accessory. Yes. That's, I, can I admit something right now? Yeah. Okay. Just, just between you and me. Sure. Um, I in fourth grade wore, uh, glasses that I don't know what you call them. Glasses that were not prescription. Wow. You were fashion forward. Yeah, yeah, like, like, like I wore it because I thought it looked good, and I wanted an accessory. And then when people started grilling me on whether I was uh, nearsighted or farsighted, I couldn't remember which which I was. I had told other people, so I was like, I told you know people everything, nearsighted, farsighted, both. You know, I don't. I mean, it's it's just it was a it was a disaster. I was eventually shamed into not wearing them anymore. So I had to admit that yes, I have perfect eyesight, and I don't need these. Wow, glasses. you got sixty nine percent owned. <laughs> this next question is from at Duran D D eight seven. Why don't you guys? Uh, why don't you guys do with wide receivers and running back streamers? 
Why don't you guys mm-hmm. do running back and wide receiver streamers? I'm, I'm assuming that's what it means. As useful as it, as I would find it, I couldn't live with myself if it lost the jingle. Uh, quarterbacks, if I'm assuming it's the intro, maybe. Yeah. So, so yeah, look, guys, the reason that you can stream quarterbacks and tight ends and defenses is because of the supply and demand equation. We're not we're not we're not streaming running backs and wide receivers because they're in high demand. Right, and 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 also uh, I. Yeah, I mean, when I see stuff like looking for a running back streamer for the week, like that's that that's not optimal. And 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 also we didn't we didn't pick quarterback and tight end and defense just for the hell of it. You know, like that's yeah, right, we, right. Yeah, there's we logic. did it. We did it based basically based on your book. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, this next question is from at Morty Lazar. What are you got? Maybe even Laser. It depends, but. We'll just go with that. What are you doing okay. with Doug Baldwin? Has he surpassed? Or has he been surpassed by Lockett? Um. So he's not. I mean, it's it, that offense is so low volume that variance is just going to continuously hit. I mean, there's no high floor for for any wide on that. Tyler Lockett is a very clear sell right now. By the way, he's scoring at an unsustainable rate. Oh yeah. Like if you have Tyler Lockett, I would sell him. But with Doug Baldwin, I just kind of hold him and hope that as the season progresses, he gets healthy. And he just starts to see a little bit more volume. Yeah, I mean, and who who knows really how healthy he is right now? I I I would I would think that he's not healthy at all, really. But uh, this is why in August, and I hate to do the hindsight thing, but I'm going to do it anyway. I didn't understand people who were taking him inside like wide receiver twenty range. Because I felt like his floor was so low. Yeah. I mean, especially after the injury. Yeah, I had him around that, um, but. You know, I I thought that his ceiling was decent because the Seahawks wouldn't be able to run the football as uh, like yeah. or or they they you know, like game script wouldn't allow that to happen. But even with game script not allowing that to happen, it's still happening. The Seahawks have a pretty low pass to rush ratio and so on. But yeah, I mean, it's 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 a risk. I mean, Doug Baldwin had a really low floor with his injury and all of that, um, and it's definitely coming back to bite people who drafted him early. There's no doubt. Yeah. Uh, this next question is from at the Rad Carpet. When approaching a yellow traffic light, do you tend to squeeze the lemon, speed up, or let it mellow, slow down? I I squeeze. I think that the majority of the time I squeeze. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I although I have to say that in Montgomery County, Maryland, in the in the the, the Soviet uh, wonderland that is Montgomery County, uh, Maryland, we have speed light cameras on every single intersection in the entire county. So. Uh, I have been more uh, cautious in, in just gunning it through an intersection. Um, uh, but you would think that I would just be careful with kids in the car, but no, I, I got, I have to get home. Yeah. Right. You got to save that extra minute and a half. Uh, next question is from at no more 69 on LTS. Have you stopped the 69 jokes? Can I start listening again? I, 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 I love that there are people who are absolutely triggered by immature jokes. I mean that like it's clearly immature and we clearly acknowledge right. that, that the, the reason it's so funny is because of the acknowledgement of it being immature. We don't actually think it's like comedic gold. Right. You know, like, like it's not like, <laughs> it's not like, Oh, I workshopped this 69 joke. It's like, it's so dumb. Let's just go. <laughs> yeah, with that's it. exactly what it is. But but some some yeah so, someone was in my mentions the other day being like I I need to find another account like CD Carter with the same with the same sixty nine jokes over and over and over and I was like I I have no idea how someone could see those jokes and be and be like like get like really haughty about it oh, right oh, I can't believe right oh, oh. this next question is from at QRYZ Topher why do we all ignore that the guy clearly says podcast host towards the end of the intro song. <laughs> You, you know, you know what that you know what I consider that I consider that the the Eddie Vedder effect, where you know how Eddie Vedder definitely like like accidentally said words, you know, especially when he was young and like he had that Eddie like the super Eddie Vedder deep like uh, uh, voice that would like mush together words, and so yeah, that I think that that, that that's what's going on there. But it does sound like. Podcast. Yeah, I really want to get that guy on the show in the off season. The guy who who the Fiverr guy who made the intro for us. Yeah, get the Fiverr guy on LTS. Yeah, hashtag get the Fiverr guy on LTS. There's two R's in Fiverr. We're gonna help them uh, become a sponsor of the show. 
Please. Uh, this next question is from at Mike J. Gallant. Gallant. Please end the debate once and for all. Does pineapple belong on pizza? I find it gross. Yeah, it's horrible. You, you don't you don't mix pineapple with marinara sauce with with pizza sauce. Yeah, and and it's hot and every, oh man. Yeah, oh. It's, it's 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 a bad bad look. Oh, like here's no. the thing. Like I'd probably eat it, but. Of all the choices for pizza, it's it's a horrible idea. I mean, I would eat it on a desert island if I were starving. Yeah, that's kind of, for sure. yeah, right, right. Uh, this next question is from at Fugazi Striz. What is CD Carter 13's real life rock bottom Mason Crosby moment? <laughs> uh, I thought about this one, and I'm just going to go professionally. Um, when I my first job out of college was at a, a a small community newspaper called the Gazette, and I found myself uh, at 10 p.m. to 10 o'clock at night covering a Scrabble tournament. Wow! In Bowie, Maryland. Wow. That's right. I, I got family. I, I have family in Bowie. I know Bowie. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 Nice, nice town. So, so I Scrabble at 10 p.m. I'm talking to an old man who. Has been playing uh, has been playing competitive Scrabble since the '80s, and I and I find myself writing about uh, uh, reporting on this tournament, on the results of this tournament. It really was um, like in Anchorman, uh, where she covers the, the the cat fashion show. Yeah, that that was my cat fashion show. Yeah, man, how how crazy! Like like if there there's no better process over results moment than than that Mason Crosby game. I wrote about it on, on the Patreon page and, and and kind of vamped on what you tweeted, which is that you absolutely had the correct process. Congratulations! Yeah. Like that, you got four field goal or five field goal attempts. Yeah. If 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 someone asked you to sign up for five field goal attempts on any given week, you would do it every single time, no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. So. This last question is from at somewhat feral. Tell us about your worst professor in college. What's, what's yours? <clears throat> so there was this guy <clears throat> who taught like a, I got my degree in marketing and there's a guy who taught this business course. It was like the intro to the business school course. And it was like one of the hardest courses that you'll, that you would take in the business school because they wanted to filter people out. Like if they weren't like truly interested and it was just, it, he was an old dude and he was a know-it-all and he had these like edgy ideas that like, like realistically, like looking back, I, I just like, I being in the real world, I actually disagree with a lot of them, but he was one of those professors that would just walk around and then point at you oh, and ha man. and have you on the spot in front of a, you know, a hundred person lecture. He would, he would have you answer a question or give feedback on something and you had to go to class you know, you, you, he took, he took, uh, what do you call it? Roll. Uh -huh. And it was miserable. Like I, I'm, I, I'm a, I'm an extrovert when I'm in situations that I feel comfortable in, but I'm an, mm -hmm. I'm an introvert whenever I'm in, you know, more uncomfortable situations where I'm trying to just like sort of get to know the, the, the settings around me and, and feel comfortable. So like when I'm in a class like that, I'm def most definitely in an introverted mood, right? And when he's just calling on me, that's not how I learn either. Yeah, and that, that, that just that, tilted me like beyond that's belief. Super awkward. I, I I hated professors like that. I so I didn't have I didn't have anyone who stands out as like the worst ever. The most interesting ever. I took a bunch of film film courses in, in college, and one of them was sexuality in film, um, which uh, you know the the sixty nine jokes were everywhere on mm -hmm. that one. I have to say, but uh, the first class. Uh, professor comes in late. He's an old man. Uh, he he kind of gimps up to the chalkboard. He grabs the chalk. He writes on in big letters F U C K. <laughs> puts down the chalk and he goes, "If you're uncomfortable with this word, then get the hell out." Wow. And three people stood up and were like, "Oh, oh, disgusting." Yeah. And 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 left. And then he pushed play on Eyes Wide Shut. And we watched Eyes Wide Shut, and that was it. Wow, <laughs> man, man. Well, what was the craziest? Is that the craziest college course that you took? It was pretty. That was pretty nutty. We ended up watching these like French films about 
sex that made me want to hang myself but yeah i had i took a i had to take one literature course and i took fantasy and romance mm. and it was about like like lord of the rings and harry potter and stuff like that that was the most like i mean it's kind of cool but it was like very very out there for a college course yeah. nerd stuff i yeah, got gotcha. just nerd stuff i'm not even by the way denny i'm finished with season three of game of thrones oh okay all right, I'm gonna pow- all right. Well. power rank at the very end here season three greater than season one greater than greater than greater than season two Yes, and you're about to enter the worst seasons. So yeah, that's what I hear, dude. Season three, cover your ears if you. I'm not really gonna give give anything away, but the second to last episode, the the oh yeah, my good my my jaw was on the floor. Wait, is this the wedding? The wedding. Okay, yeah, no, no, the the wedding is is like a life altering uh, a moment. The most um, incredible. This is unbelievably well done. Yeah, uh, uh, and then and then uh, from from that from here on out, it's all what I would describe as fan service. Like they give the fans exactly what they want, whereas before they were like, you know, the approach was like, "F you, fans, we're going to give you exactly what you don't want." Yeah, right. No, it, it's it. You know, I, I won't lie. Like after season two, I was like, eh, I don't know if I'm really feeling this show that much. It's not that great. And then season three hit, and they do a lot. There's a lot of good character development, and then like that episode happens, and you're like, man, this is actually pretty yeah. dope. Yes. Pretty dope. Anyway, Denny, where can everyone find you? At CD Carter 13 on the Twitter and uh, join our Patreon page. If you if you don't hate us, and I, and I don't think you do, it's uh, patreon.com slash living the stream. I have my kicker column. We have other various uh, content available for our good listeners. And I'm on Twitter at late round QB. All my work over on numberfire.com. As usual, I have my 15 transactions column that came out on Tuesday, today. Uh, and then tomorrow, Wednesday, uh, the report will be out where you can just get a lot of stuff, a lot of tables and charts and some commentary that'll help you with your season long and daily fantasy football decision making. Every time you say report, I want to say the rapport, like, <laughs> yeah. like, like the Colbert rapport. Yeah. I really want you to be like the rapport is out. Yes. And Denny, I believe we have a tilt montage. We do. Enjoy. Enjoy guys. Thanks for listening. We will catch you next week. It's 8.32 p.m. on Monday in the Eastern Time Zone, and in the Living the Stream Listeners League, I'm uh, playing against Toby Miller. Uh, His team is called Full Tilt Ahead. I like it. And um, we have a really close match here. I believe I have the upper hand. Because I have both Jordan Reed and Adrian Peterson going tonight, which is my Monday night. And Toby has Will Lutz. Now, obviously, it remains Lutz season. But I have to believe that I will pull this out. Right? Right? It's 9.02 in the Eastern Time Zone, and I'm feeling, I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, game script is neutral-ish. Adrian Peterson is getting some carries. He has a little over five fantasy points right now. Hopefully, you know, hopefully this will continue. Jordan Reed is, has retired. Uh, it was actually a dual retirement ceremony uh, before the game Alvin Kamara and Jordan Reed uh, held hands at, at midfield and said, "We are done playing football professionally." It was—I mean, it was a moving—it was a moving scene. Uh, I didn't see it coming, but apparently it happened because uh, neither Kamara nor Reed has produced any of what we in the business call fantasy points. 9.29 Eastern Time, and it is beginning to look like a bloodbath here on Monday Night Football. Uh, Washington was kind enough to allow Drew Brees to break the record on a 60-some yard touchdown to Traquan Smith, the Saints' number one wide receiver. Um, 
and nice of them, nice of Washington to do that, just like Brett Favre sliding uh, so that Michael Strahan could touch him down and get the sack record some years ago. Uh, or when uh, the the pitcher facing Barry Bonds threw him an 85-year-old beach ball, fastball right down the middle so that Barry could break the record uh, at home, break the home run record at home. So it's it's in that vein. So that was nice. That was nice of Jay Gruden and, and, and Washington. Anyway, not looking good for Adrian Peterson's uh, game script situation, which, of course, uh, is my Megadeth cover band. Uh, but um, hopefully Jordan Reed can get involved. And Will Lutz, although it is Lutz season, uh, he only has a few points. And he missed an extra point, which puts me on a little bit of tilt for other reasons, because I have Lutz elsewhere, but not here. Okay, I'm doing okay. It's 10.23 p.m. Eastern Time, and I'm on the death tilt officially. Adrian Peterson is benched. Jordan Reed not even seeing targets. Will Lutz has made a field goal. He now has eight points. Will Lutz has eight points. We are tied. I'm tied with Toby Miller in the Living the Stream League at 127.4 points. Exactly on the dot. We have the exact same amount. I'm tilting so hard, I think my spine is just going to crack in half. God help me. And an update. We we have tied. Me and Toby Miller have tied. Oh my God. Tell me now. Indeed. I'm tilting. Thank you for listening to Live in the Stream. We hope you enjoyed the internet podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes now. It won't take long, it's fast. For more fantasy football info, check out Make Ground QB.